He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere. A radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and uh, welcome aboard on this uh, Wednesday hump day. Uh, we got uh, here in East Memphis, now we got some uh, partly cloudy skies. In fact, the sun just kind of broke out just a second ago. I'm uh, looking at radar, and we've got some uh, showers that moved through the area. Uh, one pretty large cell came through uh, South Haven, right along the Mississippi state line with Tennessee. Another one up around Bartlett, so they kind of split the the butter had left uh, much of where we are right now dry. Uh, had a heck of a shower early this morning, around 5, 5.30 a.m. I mean, it just poured down lightning, thunder, even a little bit of hail. We also had that yesterday afternoon just as we were leaving. And it, it dropped a bucket load on us, and uh, it rained uh, all the way to uh, Collierville. And uh, But fortunately, the last couple of big heavy-duty rain showers we've had uh, have not produced any real damage uh, it was good to be like we couldn't have a storm without severe damage. So maybe this is the beginning of a new trend, and I certainly uh, do hope so. The um, uh, on the show today we've got uh, Vicky Gandy with uh, Go Team Gandy uh, Real Estate, uh, which is cry uh, uh, like, and uh, also uh, Austin uh, Pike, who is with. Uh, Big league movers, and this is something if you've ever moved and you've used a mover, you know, it, it's a real uh, roll of the dice. It is a business that is fraught with fraud. There are great companies out there, but there are also all these con people that uh, they say, yeah, we're a new company, we're based here, da-da-da-da, and then they they did. I did a whole series of reports on a company in California. It was a woman that had, was from Memphis and was moving back to living in Oregon. And she uh, paid to have a company move her and looked online. They had all this stuff online. Said, great company. Da, da, da. It turned out to be all made up. Uh, she, uh, They came and picked up her, her furniture. And they said, we'll see you in Memphis in four days. Well, four days came and went no furniture called the company the company was shut down so she went back out to oregon finally the oregon police said look there's a there's a uh, an investigator with the tennis or the uh, california highway patrol that has been working this case in oregon because they were also um taking the stuff out of california and they put the two cases together turned out they had this huge warehouse out in california they were loading up all these trucks taking all the furniture of this warehouse and uh, just absconding with the money. And then they would just change the name and go out and change the website and do it all over again. So we'll talk about that. And uh, believe me, you want to play close attention to that because uh, it is it is something that is so diabolical. And it had taken them, it took them months to figure out uh, exactly how they were pulling it off. Actually, it was, it was a couple of years. And uh, so it, it is something you want to be uh, well aware of. Also, Bob Nay is going to check in. There's a lot to talk about with Bob. I mean, that proud boy who was a guy that was holed up in a, in a motel room in D.C. on January the 6th got 22 years in a federal pen yesterday for texting out, uh, hey, we're going to take our country back. So, in effect, words. 
and he gets 22 years and there's something like 11,000 people or some unbelievable number of people that they have interviewed and, and indicted and put in jail. There's still so many of them that are in jail. They've never been able to even get with an attorney because they've never been charged. I mean, it is really a bad situation. Also, uh, the uh, uh, more of the cases involving Trump, this woman, that he, she said that he uh, fondled her, raped her, something about 20-something years ago. Lost that, but she won the defamation suit. Then he said something after the defamation suit. And they said he's now liable for that on eight, nine million, something like that. It's just, it's like you sit there and go, I, I really don't know how the guy handles all of it. I don't know how anybody could, you know, just, uh, I've only got one ex-wife and that was, uh, almost 50 years ago <laughs> and that was bad enough. <laughs> I can't imagine having women coming out of the woodwork to sue you, uh, DAs all over the country uh, saying you, uh, incited a riot, uh, now they're talking about the 14th amendment, which is goes back to the civil war after the civil war, they enacted the 14th amendment, which said that if you were ever a soldier for the Confederacy or a commander, you can never serve in political office, uh, after that. And they're trying to say that uh, Trump was essentially a, a Confederate soldier in the civil war. And it, you know, it's all just a bunch of junk, but, but what it takes is time and money to defend yourself from it. And we've got all these cases lined up. I mean, literally, it's like, I don't know how many. And then you got 18 other defendants in the Georgia case, and they're wanting to try that like in October. That's like a month away. And the problem with that is that uh, all these uh, different cases will overlap, and you'll have people that are uh, being accused by the DA of stuff, and you have to defend yourself from that. You might even have to defend yourself from other defendants who are saying, no, he told me to do it. I mean, and then they give you a month to get ready for this, and that means you got to be able to look at all the evidence. It's something like eleven thousand pages of of evidence you got to look at. So we'll be talking about that with uh, Bob Nay, and uh, going into some detail on that. We're also going to give away uh, two sets of tickets to the Central Gardens forty uh, seventh annual Home and Gardens tour, set for September the tenth. That's coming up, I think, this Sunday on on Sunday from uh one to five p.m and we'll give that away right at the end of this segment uh and uh i'll give you the number now so write this number down and when i say call us call right there <laughs> that's the big secret void is call us uh but the number that you can reach us at here at the station is area code 901-791-2396 and uh this is a tour of uh, homes in the car uh, area, uh, car in Benton. And, uh, there are all these incredible gardens. They really are. If you've ever been over in that area, gone on the tour before, it's just fabulous. And the weather's supposed to be excellent on Sunday. In fact, it's going to get better every day, but on, um, the tour is on, uh, 1475 car, 1478 car, 1461 Venton. I used to live on Venton. And 1545 Venton and 1583 Carr and 642 Melrose. Each of these uh, magnificent residences uh, are testaments to the distinctive architectural styles that flourished during the late 19th and early 20th centuries, uh, encompassing captivating designs such as Tudor, uh, Prairie, and Italian Renaissance, among other impressive selection of homes. Uh, 
and it's and the gardens are just spectacular i used to, i lived in midtown for a number of years in the early years living in memphis back when i was working at channel channel three and i remember uh i lived on a, in, in a guest house on belvedere uh just down the street from that uh, kentucky kentucky fried chicken which i frequented often <laughs> i was back when it was good stuff uh and then i lived in a house uh, a french uh style home with arched windows and you go down the driveway and in the back there was a, a it was a carriage house it was I had the old place where they, they would store the carriage and then they would have had my little apartment right next to it i guess i lived there maybe two years and uh about a year ago they uh some friends of ours ended up buying it and so they were saying yeah we just bought this home and i said is it was it jack williams old house they said yes as a matter of fact who was a guy really involved he had a bunch of real estate in midtown owned uh, what used to be called tadpoles over at overton square which was kind of a party venue and they, his wife was very big in, in the fashion world in europe and the united states and really neat people I had a daughter named precious and i had a little french uh, poodle named pooh bear I still remember that and then they had earl living out back <laughs> and uh but i remember living there and i was at channel three and i had a news uh, channel three bumper sticker that I plastered on the inside of this wooden louvered door in my little apartment. I said, when you get a chance to go out to your little guest house, you just bought and open that closet door and tell me what you found. So they said, okay. So a couple of days later, we get a call and said, is it a news watch three bumper sticker? I said, it's still there. <laughs> I'll make 40 years later, you know? So that's a historic, uh, a little closet and guest house, but I loved it there. He's go jogging up and down uh, Belvedere. The, when it snowed there, it was absolutely phenomenal. And all those homes, it's just a, it's like you're really in another little city from Memphis, uh, just driving through there. So that's all coming up this weekend. I'll tell you what, call us now. I'll give you the number again, 901-791-2396. We're going to give away two tickets, and it's for this Sunday, and they're valued at $30 a piece. So it's worth the call. So give us a call and uh, leave your name and well, uh, Collins will answer it. Get your, your email and your phone number, and you'll be on your way to the tour this weekend. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with uh, Vicki Gandy and Austin Pike. And welcome back on a Wednesday afternoon. Joining me in the studio right now is uh, Vicki Gandy with Go Team Gandy. And Austin Pike, who is with Big League Movers, and uh, I kind of told him what we're going to be talking about, guys, about the the fact that uh, recently, Vicky, you had a client that was moving, and you recommended Austin's company, Big League Movers, and they decided to go with somebody else, much to their disappointment, <laughs> say it mildly. Uh, yeah. But welcome to the show. Yeah, that one was really diff- different. I, um, she called me and said, hey... Um, I'm here, but my stuff's not. And I was like, okay, well, um, what happened? And she said, well, they said it would be five days or seven days or whatever. It's now been 14. Still haven't gotten it. Um, and we're, we're luckily there's furniture in the house that the, the seller left for me. And so she said, at least we have a bed to sleep on. They have a baby, a newborn baby. She said, oh, we wow. only brought like the clothes on our backs. So we're running to Walmart buying clothes. Well, this ended up going on for weeks and, then they started, they finally found their stuff. They said the stuff wasn't on the truck and it wasn't in the warehouse. They didn't know where it was. The trucks didn't have any drivers. I mean, all these crazy stories. 
well, she's an attorney, so she started researching it. Oh, this company, big mistake there. Yeah, it was um, <laughs> the company apparently had had another name, and they either bankrupted or shut down, and then just reopened. And they were supposed to be a broker. Okay, and that's what I'd never, I'd never heard of that, but she said this is what they recommended for them to get is a brokerage-type moving company, which I don't know anything about that. Well, there's a difference between a broker and a broker, actually, is somebody that goes out and hires any number of moving companies to fulfill a job obligation. Most time, brokers are guys sitting on their couch at home, honestly. They're not there. Yeah. yeah, they're fielding calls from all over the United States, and they're going to find a what they would call a reputable mover in the town of that customer, contract that out to them for a lower price than that company would essentially be charging. Okay? Did he reputable, I'm showing as, you know, in Eight. quotations, yeah. right? <laughs> um, most reputable moving companies will not work with moving brokers. Because they, they don't know who they are. Right. Exactly. And they don't know what they're charging these people or what they've told them they're responsible for or the in, in and the, out time. In the fine print, and I've had to show several customers this, right? Because, you know, a lot of times I'm comparing our estimate with uh, with others. In the fine print, very uh, way at the bottom, the price is not exact. Okay, They're, they're selling a, a relocation for a certain price, which could double or even triple um, at that moving company that they hired. Wow. Wow. And I, I was telling a, a case that I worked on is a story, a woman that was moving back from Oregon to Memphis. She hired what she thought was a moving company. It was another broker. And, uh, when they tried to find their furniture, they could, same situation. They could not find it. Contacted the Oregon police. They, uh, put her in touch with the, uh, California highway patrol, which had been investigating uh, a group of people that were pulling this off. And it was a whole big scam. And what they would do is they grab some furniture that they take it to get the money. And then they take and put all this furniture to warehouse. And then they, the reason they found out about it because they quit paying the bill at the warehouse and the other warehouse said, man, this is a whole bunch of people's personal stuff. And that's how they cracked the case. But I don't know if they ever caught the, what they do is they bankrupt the company, start another company with a different name. And that's that's happened here as well. Um, here in an Oxford, it was a company uh, started with an S. I won't I won't I won't shout them out or anything. But uh, they uh, yeah, it was, it was the exact same deal. They were you know essentially stealing customers' items, put them in a warehouse across state lines. Okay, um, and they were kind of trying to fly under the radar like that. And with with moving right, it you know it can get expensive. And I uh, I respect wanting to to save some cash, but if things aren't if you're getting, let's say, six quotes and one of them is way cheaper than all the others, that should really raise some red flags. Raise your eyebrows a little bit. Well, and when they want all the money up front, what leverage that's do you never, have? Yeah, that's never a, a good sign either. And make it out to Bob right. uh, is, is another problem. <laughs> good old Bob's neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> and no, Bob it, has been involved yeah. more criminal activity than anybody you know. Uh, well, the other thing is that they can uh, just pack it on a truck, and these are, could even be legitimate guys sometimes but just not very good. They'll put it on a truck and they find out they get another deal. If they just drive to Chicago, pick that up. And then they find out there's another load in North Carolina. You'll get that. Then they got to drop those two off before they can drop you off. Cause you were the first one in the truck. That's exactly true. That happened to her too. That was one of the stories she got. Now she did. I mean, she got most for things, but some things are never going to show up. And then this is the other thing too. They're not going to insure it for what they said they were. Now all of a sudden all that's changed. 
Well, that's a big thing in the insurance industry anyway, is you got to itemize all this stuff. And then is it replacement value or is it uh, the actual value you've placed on it? Because that could be a huge difference. We allow our customers to declare their own value. So they they pick their declared value, and that's what they're essentially insured up to. Uh, But, you know, those contracts are really really where it's at, reading that fine print. Because they can put something that's, you know, a clause that says, uh, you know, something completely different than what was agreed upon in a verbal, uh, verbal, um, you know, agreement. But I guess the, the real thing is to investigate, do your due diligence on the moving company. You guys have been in business how long? 15 years, since 2008. And you you can track that. You can talk, go to their website. and We've got over 2,100 verified reviews on Google, um, probably about 200 to 300 on uh, BBB, as well as over 1,000 on Yelp. So uh, Facebook reviews as well. That you, you know, we have a lot of Facebook reviews. So um, certainly doing your due, due diligence will, will save you from uh, from something like this. And um, you know, I I can't knock on our market as as a whole. You know, we've got some great moving companies here. They've really turned things around. Then you know, because of I'd like to think how big league movers came on the scene in 2008 and started treating their customers with with more respect than than the moving industry had known in memphis for a long time and and vicky isn't that really the case with any industry any business is it is built on the integrity of the people that are are actually out there doing it and involved in it uh just because you say i'm a real estate agent doesn't mean you're a good real estate agent (laughs) well another thing too is they're involved with cry like cry like we have a list of preferred vendors in fact scott's going to come on with us in a few weeks and talk about that but if they're on the list of preferred vendors and if they stay on the list, because a lot of them that come on the list start out, and if we have a complaint, um, they cut them. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, what the situation is. I mean, he certainly researches it and all, but he'll tell us, let me know, because we don't want to put someone on the list that's not doing their job, doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and these guys have been on for quite some time because they sponsor parties for us down at the beach. It's great. Um, we have a party with them every <laughs> that's year. That's how you want to stay on the list. <laughs> Right. That so beach like, yeah, party yeah. every year. That's right, but uh, but no, these guys do a great job, and I mean they've just he's moved at least two two for me or maybe three. I can't remember. Yeah, and um and they they all have given great reviews, and and I said if you don't if something goes happens, call me. I want to know because I don't want to recommend someone that you know doesn't do their job. If they don't, then I'm gonna have to either find somebody new or let them know that we're not happy. We got about a minute. We have to go to break. So, uh, Austin, when you or there for load in and then when at the load out uh, when you get to the destination how important is it the owner is there watching everything come out they saw it all go on and watch it all come off how, how important is that it's extremely important we we do confirmation calls three days before uh the move now we're having conversations all the way up until you know um when they're getting quoted when they get booked this is very important we require them to be on site either them or someone they trust over 18 years of age because it's all about accountability in our in our industry. We're going to do a walkthrough before we even start loading the truck. Before we leave the origin, we're doing another walkthrough, make sure nothing was left behind in the attic or in that closet upstairs, right? Before we unload, we're making a plan of where things are going in the home. And then the most important thing, right, especially going long distance, doing a walkthrough at the end and then showing the customer the back of the empty moving truck. So mm-hmm. That's just peace of mind for them that they know everything is off left. that truck. Right. All right. We're going to talk more about moving and also uh, just about the housing market right now because uh, you think that, well, there's nothing moving. It is. There are things moving. There are things happening. It's being creative and on both sides of the sale. We'll talk about that coming up. Stay with us.
Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome back. Uh, if you're watching online, you've seen us playing uh, musical cameras, uh, because uh, which is really kind of interesting, because you get to watch everything that goes on between breaks now, because we're not breaking away to uh, just a still shot of something. And uh, so we were trying to move the camera. We've moved to Studio B from the main studio because uh, Todd Starnes is now doing a thing in the afternoons with Newsmax, which is pretty cool. And uh, so he's uh, taking the Studio A because they, they brought in this 95-inch uh, flat screen. Uh, how big it is. It, it took up a whole wall. And so, big. <laughs> uh, so what we've done, we've uh, moved down to, uh, studio B and we're slowly bringing it in up to speed and we'll continue to do so. Uh, but the important thing is, uh, we're, we're going out on the internet and we're going out on, um, our app and on the terrestrial radio, uh, 90, uh, KWAM 990 and on 107.9. So everything's working. And uh, in the meantime, we just uh, continue to give you good information, and that's the important thing. Uh, and you get to see the back of Colin's head. And he has a good head of hair. Look at that. huh? Give a smile, Colin. Come on. <laughs> there he is. There he is. You know, just when you're young, you, everybody looks good when they're that age. <laughs> All right, but we've got uh, Vicki Gandy with Team Gandy and Cry Like in studio and Austin Pike, who is with Big League Movers. We're talking about moving and all the, the, the things. It's so important. And as my sister, the banker, always says, the devil is always at the details. Read your contract. Do your due diligence on the mover. And, and really trust your real estate agent because everybody that buys or sells a house should have a real estate agent. A lot of people try to go along without them, and that's another nightmare. Uh, but you have, and, and Cry Like does, has a whole pool of people they do business with. They, these are... People that are tried and true, they know they're honest, they're, they have no complaints against them other than minor stuff, and everybody gets minor complaints. But for the most part, it's, uh, these are all reputable people. They've been used over and over and over and over again. And th- th- why would you go anywhere else? Why would you, and, uh, as Austin was saying, they go, saving $1,200 could be a, a huge mistake. I mean. Well, you know, too, um, Crylike does give, they offer everybody that's on the Crylike list offers a discount to Crylike customers, which is great because they get, you know, you just call them up. I'll say, just call them and tell them. I don't know what the discount is, but they all offer a discount. I know Austin does as well, and it's nice. And they're like, yeah, they're really nice. Everything, everybody so far. And it's it's a very wide range of stuff on this list. I mean, they'll, they'll say, oh, you have mold issues or varmints in your attic. I mean, they have somebody. And and if they don't. Get the marmot guy. Yeah, I call Scott. <laughs> God bless him. Scott has probably had someone deal with everything I've ever thought of. I said, Scott, if you go, oh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I know he's not on the list anymore, but, hey, let me give you so-and-so's number. He said he'll take care of things, and it's um, and he does it. It's great. And, you know, and Austin and them have been doing a great job, so I'm pleased. I'm glad. I dropped hey. my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to go along with what Vicky's saying, like, you know, you got to, you got to, you know, you got to spend money to, for quality in this case, right? Um, you know, all those vendor lists on Crylake are probably not the cheapest on the, in their fields in, in Memphis, right? But they are the, the, they provide the most quality of service, um, the best customer service, right? Um, and sometimes, especially in our world, right? Uh, Earl, you mentioned saving $1,200, you know, with one quote versus the other. Yeah. 
we've heard of scenarios where they've had to pay more than twelve hundred dollars uh, to replace repair their furniture right yeah. after the move is, has yeah. been done, right? Or they're told, you know, this estimate could go, you know, this long, it ends up doubling, right? Um, and then you're out, boom, the exact quote that, that we provided to you because we told you it, 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 that's just how it was, was going to go, right? Um, so, you, you you know, you really do pay for what you what you get in any service, uh, in any service industry. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure Crylic has has a, has a lot of a lot of really great uh, services on their list, and I'm sure they won't be the cheapest uh, in town either. <laughs> but it, it's my wife says constantly, you get what you pay for. You do. You really and, do. And uh, that's what she goes, how much did you spend for that shirt? And I went, does it look cheap <laughs> yes it does <laughs> well it was <laughs> it, yeah. and it is true that's it's it's so much easier and I'll, t- I'll say you know you can try to get somebody cheaper and sometimes you'll luck out you know and get somebody but as a rule especially when you're dealing with moving your everything you own mm-hmm. i mean you know you're talking about heirlooms they might not be an heirloom to someone else but the things that are dear and near to my heart i want to make sure that they're taken care of and they get there in one piece you know I, what the first movers I ever moved when I moved to Alabama, they, um, I couldn't find my, my, my really good crystal. And they, I said, they, I said, it was in a box. Y'all packed, they packed us in the whole bit because we relocating. And about a month after they left, we never found it. And I went outside and we were un- pulling out the lawnmower and there was the broken crystal laying on the lawnmower. On the lawnmower. On the lawnmower. There was one, one glass that made it. <laughs> so. I was like, oh, I found my King Edward crystal <laughs> in 50 pieces. So. Well, but that's also why I was asking, should you be there for the onload, too? And Because you checked it in. I know when I was I had a restaurant, I, when we had uh, all the shipments had come in, I was there or one of my top managers was there. I didn't allow just anybody to check stuff in. That's a huge mistake. And as it all comes in, you check it all out. And then as you sell it, you check it off the list coming out of the cooler that this is that was sold. We did a beef tender. We did whatever steaks, uh, because that's how you keep quality control. But with your stuff that if you know what was checked in and you be, you're checking it out and then all of a sudden the, the trailer's empty and you're sitting there going to look at it two eyes. I got two items. missing, mm-hmm. And a lot of this stuff is at the value of it monetarily. It's, it's a, it's because it's historic. It's yeah. I talk with customers all the time, right? I'm looking in your home and I see things of either a great monetary value or sentimental value. Most of the time, sentimental is because you've told me this, right? My grandfather built that in yeah. the 1800s. Um, all of that stuff is important. A damage claim is is just the same as a miss, missing items claim, yeah. right? Uh, knowing that your your items have not been lost or, God forbid, stolen, right, is very very important. Um, going back to what Vicky was kind of saying, I've you know. I've heard horror stories in the past where movers kind of hide that they've damaged something, right? Yeah. They might, you know, My brother this, this used glass to broke or this, this lamp <laughs> broke, right? And they, they kind of hide it in the home to where you're not going to see it while they're there because they don't want the confrontation. At that yeah. Point, My right? brother would eat all the ice cream and put the carton back in the, the freezer. <laughs> and you'd think, you, yeah, well, you still got ice cream. There's the full carton. And you lift it up and go, hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait. We can't watch Gunsmoke without ice cream. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the housing market right now. People think that, uh, that there's nothing going on. You said you closed three houses in the last week. I've been really busy. It's really interesting. September usually starts slowing down cause school's back in, but people are buying. And the nice thing is that the market is a little slower in the sense that you don't have as many buyers going after the same house. It's, um, so it's, it's not a bid situation yeah, like it was a couple of years. There's still some, but a lot of the parents are in place cause their kids are back in school. So they're not going to move right now. I've got a few, but um, I've got people now looking and they can at least, I've got some negotiating 
power. You know, you can say, hey, let's, let's, you know, let's counter this one back or let's, you know, counter this offer a little bit and see what we can see what they'll do. You know, so we're doing a little bit of that. That's been kind of fun. I know we did have one last week that my clients put a contract on and it was, um, there were four offers on it. Really great little house. They'd completely redone it. And um, my clients have been looking for over a year and a half. And this one is the one and we actually got it and they are excited about it, but they had to do some negotiating to get it. You know, so they're still out there. People don't understand. There's still multiple offers out there. There's still houses selling above sales price. It's all about, you know, what they, it's the location, it's how the upgrades, all those things, you know, they still matter. And, you know, school districts, same thing. They're still, you know, looking for certain areas. Arthur, where are you seeing people coming from? The people that uh, hire you, California, uh, New York, and do you get those where you pick it up and bring them here or do you usually get it? We do both. Uh, we do, you know, long distance from Memphis and to Memphis. I'd say mostly two. We're seeing a lot of Texas and Florida right now. But coming into Memphis, man, it's all over. I really couldn't pinpoint anywhere close. Um, I want to say we've seen uh, Utah a few times and Minnesota a few times. Um, but yeah, it really comes from all over. I'll tell you, locally, we're seeing a lot of people go to Hernando recently. Um, I mean, Hernando is just booming. Oh, my son lives right outside yeah. Hernando. Hernando, it we're is also exploding. seeing we're seeing uh moving out to Rossville as well. Yeah. Right. Um so you know, not it's not as it just you know, it's still local, but I mean our our long distance business, I mean I could throw a throw a dart on a map this year and we had at least six trucks out on the road every single every wow. single day. Who's who seems happier, the people moving into Memphis or the people moving out of Memphis? That's a tough one to answer. <laughs> um and I I love Memphis with all my heart. Um I really haven't seen a lot of people, uh, you know, happy to move out of Memphis, right? A lot of it's for work. Transferred. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've seen people that weren't super excited to get into Memphis as well. So, it, you know, it's, 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 it's both sides. It's, re- it's really interesting because we've had, we live at Halley, and so we get a lot of people, FedEx people uh, that come in from other places. And it's always, when they get, first get here, you say, well, how do you, how do you, are you excited about being in Memphis? Well, you know, we got transferred. Then you run into them a year later and say, how do you like Memphis? <laughs> It is a well kept secret. It yeah. swallows you up. Yeah, really it does. does. And yeah, and sometimes you don't even realize it. I've, I mean, I've been here for thirty two years, all my thirty two years. But I have very, I have a lot of friends that have moved here, um, and they have said they're they'll be forever Memphians, uh, just just for living here for a few years. What I like about it is I hate to wait in line for anything. <laughs> and uh, when we go to Texas, you don't go to any, you don't go to Ruth Chris or. Uh, uh, Papa's Brothers, uh, Mexican or steakhouses or any of those really great restaurants, you get there and say, it'll be 90 minutes. I go, no, it won't be 90 minutes. Not with Uncle Earl here because we're going to <laughs> Sonic. Or something. <laughs> we ain't waiting 90 minutes for anything. And here, it, you know, with the place, so many places do take reservations. And, and, uh, but even if you walk in and say, can we get in maybe at the bar or something? Sure. Come on in. Yeah. That's one thing I love. So many of the restaurants now let you have, um, have a place at the bar. We love that. We actually go to several places and we love to sit at the bar and got to know some of the bartenders. And it's just, it's always fun. These people around, you always find somebody fun around you to start talking to. We've had a lot of fun. Well, I'll give you a little tip for the restaurant industry. Bartenders are some of the best servers. That's how they became bartenders. So A, you're going to get a great server. B, you're going to get somebody who knows how to make your drink the right way. And see, uh, they're right there. They can't get out from behind the bar. So <laughs> none of this is, where's like, my server? Me? I know, they're not, you're not running them down. I know, that's a yeah. great point. So you got them right there. Uh, Austin, how can they get in touch with you guys at uh, Big League Movers? My number is 
430-0948. My email is apike at bigleaguemovers.com. And again, my name is Austin Pike. And I did want to apologize. Last time Austin was here, I made him the owner of the company. Hey, the owner of the company was fine with that. He said, I carry myself like one, and he was very proud of me. So, Well, you do. Uh, you've taken ownership. I mean, and everybody, every employee there yeah. should. I've been here since 2015, um, and, uh, you know, it's it's no longer a job. It's, you know, it, it's my career, and it will be for a long time. What he should have said to you is, since you're going ahead and uh, taking assumption of the ownership, can you do my hours now? Because the owner works, I have a lot more hours than anybody else, I promise you. And pay my taxes. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) And uh, Vicki, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, Vicki Gandy, it's 901-412-2691. And, of course, Thomas Gandy. I have to give him a shout-out, too. And it's goteamgandy.com. And uh, they are a great team. Uh, but give them a call because they do what they say they're going to do and they do it the right way. And, and if they break something, they don't hide it. <laughs> like that's huge. Just they're don't not- turn your lamps around in your house. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes, there's many of the tricks to the trade, <laughs> but they don't use them. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. Stay with us. Regions Bank presents Train Live at the Garden. Friday, September 8th at Radiance Amphitheater at beautiful Memphis Botanic Garden. Special guest, Parmalee. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. For more information, please visit liveatthegarden.com. Also presented by South State, Duncan Williams, AutoZone, True Green, Gossip Motors, The Lily Company, Pro Show, and Mahaffey Events. Hi, this is Jonah Gamble, left guard for University of Memphis football. Let us help you use your home's value for all those projects or vacations you've been putting off. Now you can borrow up to 100% loan to value. No closing costs for loans $50,000 or less. Online banking accessible. Interest only payments for the first 10 years. You can apply at southernsecurity.org or by calling our member service team at 901-452-7900. Southern Security is an equal housing lender. Southern Security is a proud sponsor of the University of Memphis. Hi everybody, this is Earl Farrell. Let me tell you about one of the best restaurants you'll ever find. It's the Half Shell Restaurant. There are two great locations, 688 South Mendenhall and 7825 Winchester. What I love about the Half Shell is just about everything. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is when you say Half Shell is seafood. And they have the best seafood around. It arrives by FedEx daily from just about everywhere. But if you're craving a big juicy cheeseburger, you won't find a better burger anywhere. Ham form patties topped with your choice of cheese and all the trimmings on the side. Or if you're wanting something in the light side, the fish tacos are incredible. Grilled or blackened tilapia along with a cup of red beans and rice or gumbo. Yum. And then there's the catfish and husk puppies. Great steaks, and don't forget brunch on Saturday and Sunday and daily specials. It all happens at the Half Shell Restaurant. Stop by today and take a trip to the beach without leaving Memphis. Two great locations, 688 South Mendenhall and 7825 Winchester. All right, folks, we have some enrollments around the corner. Medicare is in October and the ACA in November. Or maybe it's time to look at other group options with better savings for your business. Whatever your situation, I am always working for you. Are you working to have insurance but want to retire early? Couldn't afford to add your family to your plan? Did you get married, pregnant, or have a baby? Or is your child aging off? Call me. I have the latest options for health and life because I'm always looking out for you because that's what I do. Call Lady Die, your insurance PI, at 901-606-9091. This is one fishing tale you don't want to miss. My new boat loan had me drowning in high interest rates. Southern Security saved me $23,000 by refinancing my loan and reducing my long-term and interest rate. Now my fishing trips are successful, even if I don't catch any fish. 
To see what Southern Security can save you, visit southernsecurity.org today. That's southernsecurity.org. Southern Security Financial Services for you, for community, for good. Hey, Kathy, you know, I really love my personal price plan with State Farm, and so I'm going to go and admit it. I really love soft jazz, you know, that Kenny G stuff. Steve, you don't need to get that personal. The State Farm Personal Price Plan helps us together create an affordable price just for you. Well, I want to tell everybody about State Farm's personal price plan. Call Kathy Thurman Edwards, the agent on Brookhaven Circle. 901-767-7744. I'm not as cute as Jake, but I'm better looking than a lizard. On air at 990 AM and 107.9 FM and online at Mighty990.com. This is the Mid-South's conservative blowtorch, KWAM. And uh, we're grooving on a Sunday afternoon. Is it Sunday afternoon? Or was it Saturday? How I know is they were grooving back in the day. Uh, welcome back. On a, it apparently, is a sunny uh, day out right now. It looks very nice outside. Uh, and then I think the forecast for tonight, I think I heard a minute ago during the traffic weather, 68 for the low, which ain't bad. In fact, it's great. Uh, it's uh, this time of year it's really iffy I can remember being on Thanksgiving and having it uh, be so hot you're sweating I'm taking the little kids my my kids trick or treating and uh, yeah tonight's uh, well let me uh, tonight's low 67 degrees how about that high tomorrow's 89 Friday 64 for the low 86 for the high Saturday, 62 for the low, 84 high. Sunday, 62. In fact, the warmest day coming up is next Tuesday, 67. That's back down to 63, 61. So that's all great. I don't see any significant rain until next Thursday, 50% on Thursday, 50% on Friday. So all that is is good news. Uh, And, uh, boy, the... uh, the heat wave is really back for a, a large section of the mid part of the, of the country. Uh, and they, they can't take it. I was talking to, uh, uh, Victoria, my friend in DC today, booking somebody on my show and, uh, she's an agent. And she, she said, it's going to get up to like, feel like a hundred degrees in DC. And I said, now y'all do have air conditioning there. She's British. And she goes, well, do you think we are some foreign country? I went, no. I said, I just know people in New York and Chicago, a lot of them don't have air conditioning. She says, we live in a swamp. <laughs> and they do. The, the uh, Washington, D.C. was built in a lowland swamp on the Potomac River. And in the summer, they say it's just brutal. And you get no wind. Uh, and it's just, that's why most people that can get out of uh, Washington, D.C. in the summer do so. That's why the, the Congress adjourns. I mean, they're just now coming back because they've been off doing whatever it is they do, which involves a lot of nothing, nothing but nothing. Uh, but uh, I was, uh, I remember my brother, we were talking about uh, big league movers. My brother worked for a moving company a couple of summers. And the stories he would tell, I was just going, and people keep hiring you people? <laughs> yeah. I said, what is it? Because there are no other movers. I mean, there were a bunch of high school kids, right? And they would drop stuff and uh, 
<laughs> don't move your grand piano and uh you have no idea where this bus is going to stop next but it is um it's always good to to with anything and i recommend this with everybody uh, do your your vetting and uh, your due diligence and know who you're working with what's going on uh, talk to people that have used them before and uh because the old uh well let's give this guy a try it's all like the, the old uh always wanted to work on a transmission <laughs> you don't want that guy i promise you so um do your due diligence and whether it's working on your car uh buying a house or moving all right we're going to take a quick break then we're coming back bob nay is going to check in from ohio we're going to talk about a number of things going on in the world so stay with us we'll be back He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere. A radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome back on this uh, Wednesday afternoon, uh, the first part of September. And uh, boy, time's moving by quick. Uh, and nobody knows that better than my good friend Bob Nay. <laughs> is that the truth, Bob? Oh, it's just, I I don't know what to think. Hey, well, he's, uh, my son, he's only 34, he goes, boy, you're right, Dad. Every year, it seems like the, it goes by faster. I <laughs> I, t- I told my daughter today, <clears throat> because my granddaughter turned 16, and my daughter said years ago she was thinking, okay, when my daughter's 16, I'm going to be 36, and, and she oh, I'm going to be so old. I said, well, you're old now, then. You know? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, well, I keep pushing old back. What I used to think was old is now middle age. <laughs> you know, I just saw it today, and I got a kick out of it. You know, it had a picture of Mitch McConnell, and then it had Joe Biden, and then it had Mick Jagger. <laughs> you know, Mick Jagger still dancing and stuff. You know, I saw. I got a, oh, I got a kick out of it. He and he does. Uh, I saw the other day they're coming out, but they're going to drop their first album in twenty years. I think this coming oh, week. Cool. I mean, think about that. They. They're good enough. They don't have to cut a new record in twenty years of people still paying to see them. Oh, I've I've been to I've seen him five times. I think I've seen him three times. Seen him three times. And uh, yeah, they, I just, I enjoy him. They they play like they're twenty one years old. And it was the first day they played together. Yeah, you're exactly right. In fact, they've come to Memphis for years, and when they come here, they go to the Rendezvous, and it used to Nick Burgers. God bless his soul. He's gone now, but. He would tell me that the band, they would just, you know, they were people of excess in those days, and, and they would drink too much, eat too much, and probably uh, imbibe in some illicit drugs uh, too much. Mm-hmm. Now they're all vegetarians. <laughs> None of them drink. <laughs> and uh, they're all uh, doing yoga, and uh, they finally realized that the key to longevity is not uh, better quality vodka. <laughs> I, met, I met Keith Richards and Mick Jagger in D.C., uh, the, uh, when the Sprint hosted the con, you know the concert, they invited uh, some of us to you know, go backstage quickly. And uh, I don't know what Keith Richards 
did to preserve himself, but it, it, he looked a bit rough. Let me put it that way. Yeah, he's not a he's not a candidate uh, for the spokesperson for a uh, makeup school. Or yeah, but I mean they're nice. They're they were nice people, and I've heard nothing but uh, good nice. things about them. That they are just yeah. uh, super nice people, and and you know Paul uh, uh, McCartney was talking about. Uh, uh, Jimmy Buffett passing. And that's one of the things he said about Jimmy Buffett. He said, you know, gosh, you look, I've met everybody in the world just about. And he said, Jimmy Buffett was one of the nicest, most sincere people you'll ever meet. And mm-hmm. to me, and I, I know you, cause we've known each other for a while, Bob, that really is when you want to say something good about somebody, how big a compliment can you pay somebody to say that you are a kind and good person? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're not saying that about Trump these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nobody. I mean, Biden and 70-some percent of the country, they don't want Trump or they don't want uh, Biden. But I noticed this article today, and I sent, actually, I put you on an email with uh, uh, the other stations I do. And uh, I, I had an article about Harris saying she's up. She's yeah, up she's to, up for, to take over. <laughs> <laughs> to take over, and I thought well, maybe Trump's slipping her some money under the table to say stuff. <laughs> well, I don't know about you; it scared me to death. And listen, there was a ripple effect across this country. The stock market dropped 147 points uh, <laughs> shortly after that. I mean, and is is she just out of touch that much? Is is Biden out of touch that much that that, that well, he doesn't? I've, like- I've, I've never seen anybody implode their political career at that high level as fast as, as Kamala Harris no, in my no. life. Well, the thing Man. is, she had really uh, gone down the tubes before the primaries ever began uh, back when Joe got the nomination. I mean, he mm-hmm. picked her because she would be no threat to him. I'm firmly convinced of that mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, she. Did, I didn't know her. I mean, I knew of her. And um, she handled herself really pretty good during the defense debates. And I thought, wow, you know, uh, she didn't do all that cackling and things, but she, you know, she handled herself well. And then that's what, dri- I'm sorry, that drives, I know I'm being trite, I guess would be the word. It drives me out of my mind. Oh, it does everybody. She, she laughs at stuff that's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she just says stuff that's not funny. But uh, then, you know, she did good during the debates, and then he became president, and she came on board, and within like sixty to ninety days, I'm thinking, man, you can talk about doing everything wrong. Then Donna Brazil, who was you know on the former chair of the Democrat yep. Party, she's CNN contributor. She and, a, and I think it was five or six ladies got together in Georgetown at a very expensive luncheon, at a private luncheon. And they decided, what are we going to do about Kamala Harris? Because Kamala's staff was melting down, which I found out happened in the Senate, too, when she was there. She has a staff meltdown. And um, so they decided, they walked out of me and decided, here's how we're going to defend her. If she's attacked, it's because she's a woman of color that this is being done. Well, that only goes so far, you know. <laughs> it's just, Especially with those. It's not, that's not why she's being attacked. No. But they uh, they had to come up with something because there is no defense for what, what she's done. 
and uh, even you go back to California, and there are people in California that said that uh, she was not qualified for any of the jobs she had in California. I mean, well, she had. I I um, I knew I had met Willie Brown several times when I was a state legislator at the national conferences, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if you, you if you want to see a powerful speaker, we had. Two of the most powerful speakers in the nation. One was Willie Brown. The other was Vern Rice in Ohio. His name was Vern Rice. He wasn't known like Willie Brown because he wasn't, you know, you know. Big state. Willie Brown was pretty flamboyant and entourage of people and stuff like that, you know. But one thing about Willie Brown is, you know, what he wanted, he got. And he was, you know, he was her mentor. And <laughs> Yes, that's, that's what she was, his mentor. <laughs> Some say sugar daddy, but I was I was trying to be professional here. Mentor. Yes. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, then he, he he created her. He did. And then she went on and what was she, uh lieutenant governor or uh uh, uh state attorney general for California. Attorney general, attorney general. yeah. And, yeah, he was he was significant and, in that. And getting her that deal. And then uh I don't know how she ended up they're picking her to be in the race uh, for the presidency. Other than they thought, well, let's just put her out there and see what happens. And nothing happened. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. It was just, mm-hmm. it, in fact, she didn't get enough to even make it to the debate, right? Right. Oh, no. Huh? No. Well, the whole, de- here's the whole thing about the uh, Democratic Party. Uh, and I had a relative, wonderful cousin. But she was just furious, you know, uh, about Biden. And uh, I said, if the Democratic constituency in this country, if they were all like, if the majority were like AOC, Joe Biden would not have been the nominee. Exactly. He wouldn't have been. Now, I know Clyburn saved him down south, you know, and pulled out the minority vote for him in in the Carolinas. But the truth be known... uh, the majority of the Democratic constituency didn't didn't want Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, just right. the way it was. No, and uh, and look how many times that's happened over the years. Where you said, "How did they get the job?" It says because they hated somebody else worse than they hated them, and so mm-hmm. by default they mm-hmm. end up getting it. Mm-hmm. You know, although I gotta admit in my heart, Bernie, Bernie Sanders would probably have done a better job than Joe Biden. <laughs> you know, he'd had a, a Republican House to contain him. But he probably might have done a better job than Biden. I mean, I don't think he'd have fell down as much. No, in fact, uh, well, Bernie has changed a lot, though, I would say, since he ran mm-hmm. for president. Remember, mm-hmm. he, he had like he and his wife had like 800 bucks in their checking account when he mm-hmm. uh, announced he was running for president. Mm-hmm. And then as the deals kept being offered to take him out of it and for uh, him just to you know, get behind Joe, all of a sudden he's now a millionaire. And he's got like a couple of houses, some sports cars, and he's technically a million. He gave a a million dollars or one point five million to his wife's nonprofit. Yeah, you know? I think that they, they said he had to give it back because that wasn't a legit deal. But uh, and and that's how things work there. You know that. Sure. Well, also what happens in D.C. now? Wright lost speakership for it. Speaker Wright. But um, these books, you know, if you write yes. a book while you're a sitting member of the House or Senate, if you write a book, all of a sudden, you know, lobbyists for some national group, I won't pick out one, you know, they're all out there, lobbyists, including unions, 
can say, oh, you know, we're going to buy $50,000 worth of these books and give them to our membership. That's how it works. <laughs> yes, it does. That's true. And they end up they in buy, a warehouse George someplace. <laughs> will buy, George Soros will buy a ton of books and then pass them out, over, you know, mail them out all over the country. That's how it happens. Or, or Hunter Biden paints a bunch of pictures and, mm-hmm. and people buy his art. Well, that is, that is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. Well, it's, so far he's pulled it off. That's a sad thing. Uh, well, yeah. Well, somebody asked me today about uh, you know uh, Jared Kushner because if you look at Kushner and he's got a deal with the Saudis funding two billion and he's he's investing now in Israel and he was close to Netanyahu and stuff like that. Well, I never did think that uh, it was wise for Trump to bring his kids if they were active in business into the White House. I I just didn't think it was wise. All right, but but <laughs> I followed it up with this today. If you look, if you go online and you look at Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and Laureate, the online college, why he should have had my jail cell because (laughs) (laughs) I'm in for a lot longer than I did. That that deal is so clear cut, tit for tat, that if it isn't, I don't know what is. You know, well, she she as Secretary of State said, "Oh, I want Laureate at this private dinner." They came an online school, and she uh, gave them a huge. I can't remember millions of dollars of yep. State Depart- State Department money. And nine months later, like the birth of a baby, nine months later, Bill Clinton became their honorary chancellor for seventeen point one million dollars. Yep. Now, tell me that's not connected. It just and, and and it's no wonder nobody trusts anybody in Washington. And then I, and I think that's why Trump is is getting the numbers and uh, approval numbers that he's got now. Is they're seeing when they go up against you, and just like they did you, Bob, when they want to take you down, they can take you down. Just like uh, Schumer said uh, early on to Trump, they can take you down six ways to Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was saying today. Somebody said, "Well, how come?" They're not going after this person or that person. And I said, well, how come they didn't go after Bill Clinton and Hillary? Yeah. You know, it just depends who's there, <laughs> who wants to get it, get yeah. and what moment you're in is what it depends. And, and it depends on the Justice Department. Uh, and, and Harris making comments about Trump, like she is, is a signal to the Justice Department. Yes. That's a signal. That's, that's, how, they're, that's how they communicate. They just do it through well, the media. Sure. Sure. And uh, it, it's, well, it's just, it gets so frustrating. Uh, it, that's the new move is going after Trump with the 14th Amendment. Uh, we're talking with Bob Nay. When we get back, I'd like to get your opinion of that, which goes back to the Civil War, after the Civil War. Right. And they think this is a legit way to, to not only, they don't only have to convict him of anything. All they got to do is charge him with it and say that he cannot run for president. We'll talk right. about that. We'll be right back. Okay. And welcome back on a Wednesday afternoon. We've got Bob Nay on the phone from Ohio. And what I wanted to talk to him about in this segment was that uh, this liberal group on Wednesday filed a, a lawsuit uh, to bar former President Donald Trump from the primary ballot in Colorado, arguing he's ineligible to run for the White House again under a rarely used clause in the U.S. Constitution aimed at candidates who have supported an insurrection. The lawsuit citing the 14th Amendment is likely the initial step in a legal challenge that seems destined to the U.S. Supreme Court. What do you think, Bob? 
Well, here's here's the bottom line of the 14th Amendment. Now, well, before I get to the bottom line, there are two conservative professors uh, who uh, came out with the understanding that Trump could be uh, disqualified under the 14th Amendment, and they work for a conservative think tank. So that stirred a lot uh, of, of the left talking about this. But here's the bottom line. How is the 14th Amendment enforced by Congress, all right? Um, Congress, Congress, not the state, has the discretion to adopt some measures, and they could authorize in, uh, in the federal or state courts, for that matter, to move cases to the federal courts. So if these people were successful in getting a case going in the state, the next move would have to be uh, Congress, which would have to enact that into a federal court. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen. You're not going to have it. First, a couple reasons. Number one, you're not going to get enough Republicans to do it. Number two, you're going to have Democrats that do not want this to happen. They don't want this to happen. Now, the reason the special counsel charged Trump with sedition, which was amazed me that he was charged with sedition, um, you know, he said some things that, you know, they're going to question what he said and what he meant and what people did over it. But to charge him with sedition, uh, for example, on the uh, classified documents, you know, uh, on the classified, he charged him. I'm sorry, I was wrong. He charged him with espionage. Yeah. On the, now, if Trump gets convicted of, of espionage itself, then that's against the United States. So they're throwing out things in, in that court case, for example, on the documents that technically, if Trump was found guilty there, and even if he was in the appeal process, one could say, now we enforce the 14th Amendment. Again, it has to go through Congress, though. I just don't see I don't see it happening in the Senate. You've got to have an over, overwhelming majority. And they don't have that. And, they don't have it. And they're not going to have it. And But I don't think they care at this point. Everything they're throwing at him is just another way to, to attack him and make people think, well, he's got – and you hear it used on, on the mainstream media all the time. Well, he's got a lot of baggage. I think he's going to be too uh, worried about his own uh, legal battles and not the country. This guy is – is unbelievable about being able to compartmentalize and attack what he needs to attack today. I think oh, I've never seen anybody that's able to go on. I mean, I know what I went through in a much less, obviously, uh, heated environment for me, and it about drove me out of my mind. I don't know how he, he, keeps, you know, he keeps up with it. And the other thing about the Democratic side, and, and this was um, – this was a very telling article. I laughed about this one. George Stephanopoulos, who you know needs to get out of New York one day and go around the country, George Stephanopoulos was in total shock Sunday that Trump is uh, is a point ahead yeah. of Biden. He's in shock. Yeah, and I'm not in shock. I don't think you're in shock. No, but but you know these are the same people that when Trump ran against Hillary. They had party hats on. It was all over with. He, he can't win. Remember, they yeah. had to, all of them going, he can't win. He He's won't a, win. He, he was can't a joke. Win. Nobody's taking he, him serious. Yeah. So it's the same old you know, D.C. thing. I think what they did with Trump was they overdid it. Ninety counts. Now, you've got to logically think, out of 90 counts, can you beat what statistically can happen? Can you beat 90 counts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they're going with this. Yeah. Just make it 150. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is, uh, and they don't even care if they start getting thrown out and if they get to the Supreme Court, um, they're trying anything they can. And even uh, Biden said this, uh, right after he got elected, we will do everything in our power to stop him from running for president again or getting to the White House. We're, talk- mm-hmm. we're, ta- we're talking with Bob Nay. we got to take a quick break. When we come back, I just got this breaking news. A judge orders Texas to remove floating border barriers, siding with Biden. It was a federal judge in Austin. What a shock there. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show. Brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union. And by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. And welcome back uh, on a Wednesday afternoon. We do have a little... Uh, some showers in the area. It's supposed to be kind of uh, moving on through toward the southeast. It should be out of here for the next 37 minutes or so. We got Bob Nay on the line, and uh, he's in Ohio, former uh, Republican uh, congressman from Ohio. And he knows all about the court system because he got caught up in a deal where he took a, a trip to Scotland. And mm-hmm. uh, they decided that after he'd filled out all the paperwork that he didn't do it right, and uh, would you get 18 months, Bob? Well, the government gave me 18 months, and the judge thought 30 looked a lot better. I got 30. <laughs> so the judge actually upped the ante on you. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. She said, I, I, I haven't had any letters against you, but something's wrong with you. Yeah, 30 months. So that is, I, that I, is okay, incredible. Let me go. I got to go home. <laughs> get, get ready. And, uh, well, the judge in Texas just ordered Texas to move a floating yes. barrier to the riverbank, the Rio, Rio Grande. That was actually designed to help save some lives because they, they were drowning in the river. Uh, also, and do you know this Eagle Pass? Eagle Pass is part of it's 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 a sector down there. It's yeah. called Eagle Pass. It's one of the heaviest traveled uh, areas. Yeah. The judge said there's no invasion. Well... <laughs> This fiscal year, 270,000 encounters. Isn't that amazing? 270,000. You divide that by, by uh, 12 months. Do you know I, that the, yeah. the Santa Ana's army that came from Mexico to fight the Texicans uh, during the Texas uh, battle for independence only had 5,000 troops? They would have been much better off just waiting until Biden took office and walking across the border like they're doing now, and meant no resistance. Mm-hmm. Well, that's seven hundred and three a day, as an average, and you know that's just just at that Eagle Pass, just there, not the rest of the of the areas. Well, and so obviously it's an area they like to you know go through. Well, it's a well beaten path, and uh, they all say, "Yeah, we got through in two days there." And, but then you look at they got a thousand people staying at the Roosevelt Hotel in Manhattan at something like six thousand dollars a month for a family to live in these luxury hotel rooms that the United States taxpayers are paying for, along with New York taxpayers. And we've got homeless in this country that are out on the streets, and they, there's no money for them. I mean, and, and a judge in Texas who's obviously a liberal uh, federal judge. Uh, just comes in and says, no, there's no invasion. How can you say there's no invasion? Even New York, uh, the mayor of New York saying, this is an invasion. We've got to stop they, this. <laughs> they need to find something near the judge's house that the state of Texas can rent and and take people temporarily there until their 
until they're released. That's what they need to do. Maybe something down the street. And I just see what the judge thinks. You know, and I think that the country as a whole look at all this and go, of course it's an invasion. And they're invading mm-hmm. our country. And, and the Biden administration doesn't want any of it to stop for even a second and immediately files charges. There's like, I think around San Diego, they opened the gates or cut gates into the wall that existed there, then welded the gates open. So you couldn't close them. Mm-hmm. And it's all being done. And it's... Nobody does anything. Nobody can stop right. it. There's nobody. I guess if you go to the DOJ, they just ignore it. Well, and here's the other thing, too, is that because of social media, cell phones, Instagram, WhatsApp, et cetera, Facebook, now people are coming with families. Now, they don't come with documentation, for example. Let's say they don't. So they got a mom and dad and three kids. Might not even be their kids. Yeah. It might not even be mom and dad. But here's what happens. Ninety-nine percent of the cases, if you come as a family, they they let you loose. They they don't deport you. So, so people have figured this out. You know, they sure. figure this stuff out. Yeah. And now the families coming together has just blown up the amount of people coming as families because they figured out you got a better chance of staying than if you're single. Well, and they're saying now that some of these cases are being put out there a year or two years from now, but they're not going to call answer their phone. They didn't. They're not going to keep the phone they're giving them, or the they're just going to disappear into the woodwork, and they're not coming back out unless uh, Trump wins and they go out and they get the uh, border patrol people and uh, Department of Human Services. To back off of the, the orders they've all been given here, it's, to me, it's just ludicrous. It, every time well, I think about it, it, I just get where I go, right. how, how, how has this happened to our country? There's no country in the world. Well, there were some countries in Europe, Germany being one of them, that let all these immigrants in there. And look what happened to Germany. Well, also, they need to define asylum. Asylum was supposed to be if you are in political danger of being imprisoned or killed because mm-hmm. of your politics. Or, you know, if, if you're, you know, about to be, uh, because of some dictator or whatever, you're about to be in prison for no reason, there were asylum cases. Now, people like AOC uh, want to say, well, if you're poor, yes, that's asylum. You know, it, it, well, well, then, you know what? Let people from <laughs> India hop yes. on airplanes and come over here tomorrow because they're poor. Nobody's poorer than India. You know, just because there's no river. You know, they're poor. <laughs> if, we, if we're going to we're going to do asylum for poor people, then you know, start with uh, a lot of different countries uh, well, the, around the world. The thing is, there is nothing makes sense about any of the things the Biden administration has done. Name me one thing that it, uh, this country has benefited from, and a lot of people would say forgiving uh, college loans, but that we're all having to pay for it. Then before it was just them, mm-hmm. the people that took out the loans had to pay them back. Now we all got to pay them back. Now, I think that a lot of the people that come here, I really do, illegally, because, you know, they, they call them migrants. Now, now they have they have fastened the label migrant, mm-hmm. like an immigrant, to, to their illegals. Hey, there's a lot of good people. I, I, You know it. I know it. There's a lot of good people. But we have redefined asylum. And if we're going to do that, we're going to be in trouble. And I, I just can't imagine why anybody wants to put that broad definition of, you know, you can stay here because you don't have a job. 
I don't get it. Well, I always say that when things don't make sense, you're not getting all the information about why this is happening. I think it's because Biden is on the take with the Chinese and all these other people. They want to see us brought down. And how do you bring down the the nation faster than letting millions of illegals into your country with no visible means of support other than us supporting them? And you go back to the communist manifesto, which is overwhelm the system, uh, you know, create inflation because of printing too much. I mean, everything they're doing is exactly out of the Communist Manifesto. Well, there's, you know, I used to be on a, a subcommittee I chaired that oversaw housing. And, you know, I always used to use Newt's quote that, you know, there were people, elements in our government, that built these projects, these high-rises, and they made it effectively <laughs> easier for drug dealers and thieves to go floor to floor and, and destroy families. Also, it was a great way to organize. You had everybody in a building for voting and things. That's right. They didn't. They didn't want people to live in communities with with uh, vouchers, you know, to go get rent. You know, well, they wanted people contained where they could get to groups all at once. There's a lot of politics behind this stuff. Well, of course, there's, and, and that's what they're going to now. Is they want us all to live in 15 minute cities, so we're also totally controllable. They don't want people living in rural areas. They want to be able to find us and and control us. And, and now they're talking about uh, the, shutting the country down again because of uh, more COVID coming. COVID. And they're already talking about uh, shutting schools down if they don't uh, comply. Joe Biden supposedly is wearing a mask, but only when he wants to. He was I saw him pinning on a, a Congressional Medal of Honor on an older okay. gentleman yesterday. He had the mask on when he walks in the room. Then he takes it off to put the thing on. He's right behind the guy's head like eight inches from his mouth, breathing on him, and his wife just got diagnosed with COVID. But right. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, I just, uh, you know, and you've been around this a lot longer than I have. I I'm, I was uh, just kind of waking up to it. I, in fact, when I first got into news, 1971, and I saw a deputy beating up a guy in the back of a squad car, in West Texas, and I, I called my news director. I said, "Hey, this deputy's beating this guy like a stepchild outside the jail. Should I film it?" He says, "Get back in your car and drive away." I said, "But aren't we supposed to defend the you? You want to defend yourself first, and you'll do that by getting in your car and driving away." Oh my! <laughs> and I went, "Wow, oh I'm so disappointed." And he goes, "Yeah, well." This is just the beginning. <laughs> you will have more disappointments as it goes on. Right, right. I mean, th- this is not going to be uh, – I mean, it's on the rise again in the sense of the hospitalizations are up, you know, 16%. Um, but if you look at, you know, in the past in comparison when we had the full-blown you know, pandemic, yeah. I don't think that we're going to see a uh, huge hospital surge, and I don't think we're going to see huge, huge death surge. I don't I really think so either. I don't think it's going to happen. And, you know? and Fauci, he's out there saying, well, it can't hurt. It can't hurt if you wear the mask. You go, well, then why would we want to wear it is what I want to Well, know. they have the videotapes where he says, uh, they had the him on where he said, I, I didn't say I was for shutting down this country. Then they have him so, saying, yeah, I recommended to shut down. Uh, the country. Uh, he's, he's, I would say worthless, but he's worth millions because he was the highest paid government employee. I mean, more than the president or anybody else. Yes. And he did it for years. And then he invested in all these companies that ended up, I think, are part of the uh, people that came up with the uh, vaccinations and the, uh, 
Uh, it's just all rotten. It's rotten, Bob. Well, look, look at his look at his HIV AIDS era, and you ask the the advocacy communities what they think about him. Yeah, they're not complimentary whatsoever. No, well, there's a, more and more jumping on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Bob, okay. uh, thank you. I always love your you. your input. Uh, you're a wise man, and um, and you're uh, you're very thoughtful. Uh, so many people oh, that you. you talk to are. They're just reactionary, but they don't have any thought behind what they're talking about, and you do, and I always love talking to you. Thank you, sir. Oh, I'm I'm not so smart. I'm just old. (laughs) Experienced. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. All right, Bob Nay in Ohio. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and wrap things up. And welcome back on a Wednesday. Uh, we had a little shower move through here a minute ago and uh, had a pretty decent little uh, downpour, but uh, the sky is blue again. The shower has moved uh, to the east and uh, looks like it's shaping up to be a fairly nice evening here tonight. Um, low about 67, and then tomorrow we should have another high around 87 to 89 degrees. Uh, Things are shaping up uh, for the better. It's just, I think the worst of our summer is over. Um, still showing uh, the rain uh, in my location. Let me see if this has moved through. Sometimes it freezes up on me. Yeah, I think it has gone. Or will will be by 530, but it's mostly south of us. It's moving to the south southeast. Uh, and then uh, tonight's low 67, high tomorrow 89. And so that's all good, but there is some light in the area, so be aware of that. Uh, we were talking with Bob Nay a minute ago about the fact that they're starting to say uh, it's time to start wearing a mask again. And Corinne Jean Pierre was talking about that Biden will be wearing a mask indoors. Here's cut number four. President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. As far as the steps he is taking, since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And as as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well. Except yesterday when he pinned the Congressional Medal of Honor on this poor old gentleman who probably had no idea that he's been contaminated with the COVID virus and say, here's your congressional medal. Order. You don't have a breathe on you, do you pal. <laughs> Can I sniff your hair while I'm here? Um, but he would be wearing a mask if he was on this flight to Spain out of Atlanta yesterday. Uh, this is uh, diarrhea traffic control cut five. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. So they want us to come back to Atlanta. Uh, ten for a roger that. Uh, is that severe diarrhea? <laughs> I mean, we've all had our stories, but that's got to be the worst. They probably can't get them out of the back. No, I'm not walking back again. They'll know it was me. <laughs> it's him. He's the guy that did it. Oh, that's just the worst story of the world. I mean, it's uh, and they did. They turned the flight around. So do we have a biohazard situation here. Is anybody hurt? Now we're starting to be hurt. 
I said yesterday they should lower the, the, the oxygen mask for everybody, you know. Breathe deeply, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll be there in about an hour. <laughs> There's so many jokes that come out of that. I'm just not going to go there. It's uh, just too bad. Uh, and then, let's see, he had Marsha Blackburn responding to Gloria Johnson in a campaign video. Cut number one. Folks, it's Marsha Blackburn. I officially have an opponent. She's a far-left Democrat, she's as woke as they come, and she knows all the liberal bigwigs in Tennessee. Frankly, my opponent is a direct threat to our way of life, so I'm asking you directly to make a meaningful donation to defeat her. Well, I'm good with that. Because <laughs> uh, none of the Democrats are, are for uh, good things. In fact, yesterday, Justin Jones, you know who Justin Jones is, uh, the representative that they threw out of the House, he got put back in the House, and he was voted back in. Then he got up and stood up and uh, started another disturbance, and they threw him out again. And uh, anyway, here he is endorsing, and this should tell you a lot about where Van Turner's coming from, uh, him endorsing uh, Van Turner for mayor, cut number two. City Hall is under construction. And I believe that Memphis is under construction. And it's in need of a strong leader to help build us into the city that we can be. We are a city under construction and it's time for us to construct a vision of Memphis that's built with the moral imagination that is rooted in the people here. The people uh, you get the idea. <laughs> he drones on for about two minutes, but uh, I think we all heard enough. That is our show for today. It looks like it's shaping to be a nice evening. We'll be back tomorrow, same time. I hope you join us then. Have a great evening.